pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we praise you and we lift you up. Because you are so glorious, so marvelous, so extravagant, so loving. And you are also so present with us. If we only have ears to hear, eyes to see, lives to slow down enough to feel you with us. Even when things aren't going like we thought they would, even when things are tough, even when things are challenging, God, those are the times that you want to be the closest to us. And so now as we come before your holy word, I pray that you'll hide me behind your cross, that you will take the words on my page and the thoughts in my heart, and Lord, that you will carry them into the hearts of every single ear who hears this. Lord, to be reminded of your voice, to be reminded of your presence, to be reminded of your help, to be reminded of your goodness, so that we can depend on that, that we can lean on that, that we can stand on that, that we can be guided by that, by you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that we can love you because you first loved us. It is in the holy and precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. So we live in a loud world, a loud society, don't we? Even when we are at home by ourselves, there's still so much noise, so many sounds. Um, I hear dings and beeps and notifications of every kind that come through my smartphone and my tablet and sometimes even my TV. Um, we have all kinds of distractions, really as many as we want to have. Um, there are apps for everything that you can think of and even for things that you can't think of and games and uh, shows to binge watch and all kinds of things that are out there. And then also there are so many voices calling to us. Uh, that is what the advertisement industry uh, builds itself on is that we are listening to what they say and so they say it to us and the news industries do the same thing. Uh, there are voices all the time speaking to us and so again we live in a loud reality and so in the midst of that how do we hear God? How do we hear God amidst all the noise? I think a lot of times in our lives we expect to hear God above all the noise. Uh, we expect God to put a banner in the sky uh, to, to show us and to speak to us and to give us his words. <clears throat> and with the pace, the busyness, uh, the way that we live our lives, um, sometimes for us to hear God, it takes God shouting. Now, I'm a parent, and I know that when I start shouting, and, you know, I'm just being honest, it happens, right? And when I start shouting, it is never, ever a good thing. And it's the same way with God. When God gets to the point that he has to raise his voice, we are usually laying in a hospital bed or something in our lives is falling apart because God is now having to use drastic measures to get us to finally listen or hoping that we will finally listen, um, yelling, screaming, shouting, those drastic measures, that's not God's typical way of communicating with us. And really, do we want God yelling at us 
in reality, no, we don't. It is much better for us and much better for everyone around us if we learn to listen to God's voice in the way that he speaks it. And so what does that look like? What does that sound like? Uh, I want to share one scripture before we dive into our main scripture for, for the day. And this is one of my favorite scriptures when I think about hearing God's voice. And it comes from 1 Kings uh, verses nine, uh, chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. And, and the context of this scripture um, is, is Elijah. He has, has just been part of God doing an amazing thing that stirred up the anger of Jezebel. And so he is on the run. Uh, he is out in the wilderness and he is hiding in a cave. And he has just, you know, when he realizes uh, what's coming his way, he's like, you know, God, I, I'm done. Like I throw in the towel, I, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And God says, no, I, I'm, I'm coming and I, and I want to talk to you about this. And so he lets Elijah know that he's coming. And, and this is what it says in those verses. Behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. Again, where we think we're going to hear God in that strong wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. That voice was God's voice. That scripture fits in perfectly with our gospel lesson for today. Um, we have been in our gospel lessons following along in the gospel of John. And we have been hearing stories of what happens to Jesus after the resurrection, um, who he appears to and the, the interactions that they have. And now if you follow along in the lectionary, which gives us um, uh, the readings of all the scripture in a three-year time, we find this strange uh, interjection of a scripture uh, for today that goes back when Jesus is alive before the uh, crucifixion and before the resurrection. And I believe there's a purpose for this because this is where Jesus himself guides us into what it's like to listen to the voice of God. Um, and this is uh, what he says. This comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And I'm going to be reading to you verses 1 through 10. And if you've got your Bible, feel free to open up and read along. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep will follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. 
The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and life abundantly. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, so again, I, I feel very confident that there is a reason for us hearing this passage today. Um, a, a couple of weeks after Easter, uh, where we are dependent on the presence of God through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us uh, following Jesus' resurrection, how do we connect with God? How do we hear God's voice? How do we know what he is guiding and leading us to do? How do we feel his presence and, and follow his guidance in our day-to-day -day lives and what he wants us to do here and now, 2020? Um, and, and I think what Jesus wants us to understand is very intimately this relationship between the sheep and a shepherd. Now, you might. I don't personally know anybody who has uh, the profession of a shepherd right now. Uh, I've read about it and I've seen it, um, but I don't know anybody. Uh, ranchers are as close as I can get. You know, people who work with animals. I've got a really great friend who works with horses, and, and so th that's the best that I can do. Um, but, but in reading and researching and, and digging into the relationship between a sheep and a shepherd, um, it is an extremely, extremely special relationship. Um, if you think about <clears throat> a, a shepherd, their life, <coughs> excuse me, their life is spent with their sheep. They live out in the fields. They never leave them. They never walk away from them. Uh, they, they don't go on vacation. Uh, they spend their whole life taking care of these sheep. They live among them. They sleep among them. Uh, their whole life is built around them. And, and again, they have an extremely intimate relationship. Uh, what, what the scriptures say, what Jesus describes, is that sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Um, they can hear uh, a call from their shepherd versus a call from any other person, and they know the difference between that voice uh, because they are so closely connected. Uh, the, sheep take, I mean, the shepherd takes care of the sheep. Uh, he, he makes sure that they are fed. He guides them. He leads them. Uh, we can hear some words from Psalm 23. He, he leads them beside still waters. Um, he, he takes care of them, and, and he protects them from any danger that comes their way. And so, so, again, this relationship is extremely important for us to understand when we want to think about our relationship with God and how, how to build that in our very busy, very loud world. Um, and so, again, the first thing that we're going to look at is, is, is learning to recognize the voice of the Lord. Um, again, with so many noises, so many um, things coming our way, how do we know what the Lord's voice sounds like. Um, when I think about people in my life and I think about uh, my, the people who are closest to me, I've got a, a grandfather who <clears throat> has so much joy and so much happiness. Um, and when he, when he calls my name, I can, I can recognize his voice among anyone else. And also, it is, um, it's not just the sound of his voice. It's some of the things that he says. Uh, his name is Chris. And a lot of times people will call him Chris Kringle uh, because he has the joy of, of the Christmas season. But also, even in the middle of July, when he walks into a room, very often he will say, ho, ho, ho. Uh, and so, you know, if I have ever heard that in my life, I know that my grandfather is in the same room with me. Again, from the sound of his voice, 
and the things that he says. And so the way that we learn to recognize the voice of the Lord is that we have to spend time hearing it. Uh, the way that we do that at first is by opening the word of God. Uh, we have to hear the things that the Lord says written on the page. Then we begin to hear them in our soul, hear them in our spirit. Uh, we begin to recognize those little phrases. And I know that you have people in your life where, where you know that there's a phrase that they say over and over again. And even if you see it written on the page, you know that it was that loved one who said it. It's the same way with God. The more that we read the words on the page, the more that we recognize God when he speaks to us in times of prayer throughout our lives where, where he is guiding us. Um, it takes us learning and reading and listening so that we can then recognize the voice of the Lord in our everyday lives. Um, the next thing is that we have to pay attention to what it says. Um, I have a four-year-old son, and uh, sometimes when he gets into, you know, playing or watching TV or a game or something like that, I mean, and you know if you've ever been around kids, I mean, he dives all in. And I'll call his name and call his name and call his name, and he doesn't hear what I'm saying ever. Um, and we can be the same way, uh, that we get so caught up in our lives that we never stop and slow down to pay attention. Um, and, and this is something that the scripture teaches us. Uh, we've heard it a million times. I have it plastered everywhere in my life so that I remember it. Um, from Psalm 46, be still and know that I'm God. We have to be still and, and focus and pay attention because if, if we are distracted, uh, we do not hear the voice of the Lord even when he speaks to us. Uh, because I know that my child knows the sound of my voice, but if he's not paying attention, he doesn't hear me speaking to him. So we have to stop. We have to pause. We have to be still. If you remember a sermon from a while back, we have to say law uh, to be able to hear that voice and focus and pay attention. Because Jesus also tells us in Matthew 7 that if we ask, we, it will be given. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door will be open. So if we are paying attention... We will hear the voice of the Lord, but if we never slow down, if we never stop uh, to hear the voice of the Lord, then we won't hear it. So learning to recognize it, listen to it, pay attention, uh, seek it out. And then the last thing is that we have to obey it. You know, the, the relationship between a sheep and a shepherd, um, <clears throat> the, the shepherd knows how to guide them as they move from, from field to field. Sometimes they do that through rocky terrain. Sometimes they do that through dangerous terrain. And, and so the sheep, the way that the shepherd keeps them safe, the way that the shepherd guides them is that they do what the shepherd tells them to do. They obey. And, and that is the next piece for us. When we are listening for the voice of the Lord, um, we, we learn to recognize it by reading the word. Uh, we pause in the middle of our lives to pay attention to it, and then we do what he tells us to do. Um, one of my favorite scriptures <clears throat> is uh, from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Um, I, I'm somebody who likes to do things my own way in my own time. Um, I think that, you know, God made me capable, so why not drive my own ship, Right. Um, but but I do not I'm not capable I'm not capable without the guidance of the Lord that's that's the mode that I get in 
when I, when I don't stop and pay attention, when I don't listen to what God is saying. Um, but, but the next step in, in hearing the voice of the Lord is that we listen to it. Uh, because Isaiah 55 reminds us that um, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. Um, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways and God's thoughts higher than our thoughts. God can see things that we can't see. God knows things that we don't know. God understands things that we don't understand. Um, and, and so many times um, God is guiding us in things that we, we can't see what's in front of us. And we have to trust and obey what it is that God is leading us. And, and beyond that, God's ways are counterintuitive. God's ways are countercultural. They are not the ways of the world. And if we go with the flow, if we do what everybody else is doing, then we are oftentimes walking differently than the way that God would have us to lead. Um, so again, when we want to hear the voice of the Lord, read the word to recognize it. Um, pause in the midst of our busyness and in the midst of the noise uh, to hear, to, to receive the word that he has for us, and then to begin to obey it, uh, to put it into action. Um, <clears throat> and when we do that, we find that uh, the Lord, Jesus, is our way. He guides us where we need to go. Um, he is our truth. And then we find that he is our life. Uh, Jesus ends the passage from today uh, by telling us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I come that they may have life and have life abundantly. Um, when we look at all that Jesus has done, when we look at uh, the life that he lived on this earth and the things that he taught us, when we look at the sacrifice that he made on the cross and the power of his resurrection to free us from anything that death wants to bring, he gave all of that so that we might have life and life abundantly. Um, what we hear here is that, that the enemy is always trying to speak voices over us and to lead us and guide us and distract us to not pay attention to God's ways, um, to steal, kill, and destroy the life that God has for us. Um, but when we listen to the voice of our great shepherd, when we listen to the Lord who speaks in that still small voice, um, when we take the time to recognize his voice and take the time to listen to his voice and take the step of faith to obey his voice, we will find that we have life and life abundantly. May it be so. In the name of our Fa the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, uh, we will be celebrating Holy Communion uh, together. And if you haven't already gathered um, your supplies for that, go grab some crackers or some bread, whatever you have, and some, some juice uh, to join us in this. As we come to see, uh, to recognize the, the nature, to recognize the personality, to recognize the gifts of God in his sacrificial love for us.